Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft and today the packing of nature photography. It is the 12th of May 2023 and this is podcast number 74. 12th of May, I I cannot believe that we are almost halfway through this year already. Honestly, it feels to me like I just blinked and January disappeared and all of a sudden we're almost in June. The year is just flying past and I know a lot of that probably has to do with how much I travel and how little time I have in the one spot, but it just feels to me that the acceleration of time just seems to keep on going. Anyway, it's only a few days now. In fact, it's less than four days until I'm leaving for my Zululand Wildlife Masterclass. This is the ground level masterclass in South Africa. And I wanted the topic of today's podcast to be a little bit about the packing for this trip because there are some challenges that come with this for me because I am not just going to Africa. I'm actually going to Africa for two weeks for this uh, workshop, but then I'm having a week in Dubai before I head to Barrow at the top of Alaska for a test trip for Arctic birds. So because of the climate shift between Africa and what is the Arctic, even though it's the Arctic in summer, it's quite a shift, there are some challenges that come with packing for this. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and and what my approach is going to be. But just before I do, uh, a couple of small housekeeping items. There has been a very strong rumor uh, out there that Canon is going to announce a RF 200 to 500 millimeter f4l is usm lens with an inbuilt 1.4 teleconverter now this is more than likely going to happen i expect we're going to get the announcement this year Uh, i do believe that this lens is going to be a do-it-all lens for the wildlife photographer because with that inbuilt 1.4 converter it's going to be have the ability to go from 200 millimeters all the way to 700 millimeters at f5.6 And that is a huge focal range with a very fast aperture still uh, for that sort of uh, length of uh, that focal length. And it's really going to remove the need for carrying a 600 millimeter F4 or a 400 2.8 or a 500 F4. It's basically going to be one lens that's been going to be able to do it all. So I'm really very excited about this lens. Uh, Of course, nothing's official yet from Canon. I don't know when it will be made official, but I do expect it to be made official later this year. And I expect this lens is going to be very, very expensive. 200 to 500 millimeter fixed F4 with an inbuilt 1.4 teleconverter is probably going to be north of 20,000 Australian dollars or around that sort of figure. So that's a lot of money. But when you think about the fact that it's going to replace several lenses, it's not too bad. Uh, those people like myself who've got 400mm 2.8s and 600mm f4s could potentially sell both those lenses and just use the one 200-500mm to lens. So I'm really excited about that because for travel it's going to be fantastic. My only concern with this lens is actually not the price because I can always sell the other two to pay for it. My only real concern with this lens is going to be how is the balance of it in the hand and how heavy is it going to be because that is a key factor for me. Um, how it feels in the hand. I talked about this quite extensively in the podcast I did recently on the Canon 100 to 300 millimeter f2.8. I did like that lens very, very much. It's beautiful to handhold. But the old EF 200 to 400 was not. It was a dog in the hand. It was extremely heavy. It was very front heavy. It was not balanced well. And it was a difficult lens to use handheld. Almost impossible, actually, for any extended length of time. It really needed to be on a tripod. And a lot of the time, I'm not on a tripod. So... I am very excited about this 200 to 500 millimeter lens. Uh, I'm really hoping that it does come this year. I'm almost certainly going to be buying that lens uh, if it comes with a 1.4 teleconverter built in. I love the idea that I can travel with a 70 to 200 2.8, 
which is as small as a beer can in Canon RF land, plus the 200 to 500, and I'm done with two lenses all the way from 200 to 700 millimeters. I think that's going to be pretty incredible. I'm not at all concerned about optical quality of the 200 to 500. I think it will be at least equal to what we saw from the Canon EF 200 to 400, which was superb, you know, fully the equal of a 400 2.8. Really didn't want for anything. It was an outstanding lens, and I believe it'll be the same in the, in the 200 to 500. So that's something I'm excited about that's going to be coming later this year. I thought I was more or less done with RF glass, and to be honest, I currently am in the in the in the lineup as it exists at the moment. I just don't need any more lenses. Uh, the ones lenses I've got do everything I need. But this would make my life a lot easier. It would make travel easier and it would make working in the field easier as well. Because such a lens like this, like a 200 to 500, would be ideal for everything from Arctic foxes to penguins to polar bears at 700 millimeter. And it would even be extremely useful from the deck of a ship shooting icebergs in Greenland or in Antarctica. So there's a lot of opportunity to use a lens like this in very varied situations. So as I say, pretty excited about that. But let's put that aside and come to the topic of the day. I think that was all I wanted to cover in my initial uh, sort of pre, pre-topic pre notes. I didn't really have anything else written down, so I think we'll, we'll leave it from there uh, for, the, for the time being. Um, let's come to the topic of the day, which is going to be packing. So I guess first to address camera gear, what am I going to take and why? Given I'm going to Barrow in Alaska for birds, I need to take the 600mm f4 lens. Uh, it just would be foolish not to take it with a 1.4 teleconverter because reach is everything for birds. So that certainly has a must-have and a must-take with me. Um, I'm also going to take the 100 to 500 millimeters. Um, I know from experience in Africa, that's a very versatile lens to have and extremely useful from both safari vehicles, uh, ground level um, when you're working with the cheetahs, and also... Um, to some smaller degree, it could be useful in some of the bird hides as well. So the 100 to 500 is going as well as the 600 f4 with a 1.4 teleconverter. And then I'm going to take my 24 to 105 uh, f4 and I'm going to take the 14 to 35, excuse me, f4. <clears throat> Those are going to be my lenses. I'm still considering I might throw the 70 to 200 in as well, the f2.8, just because with the two R3 camera bodies, it does give me the opportunity to run both cameras simultaneously, whether I'm in the hide or whether I'm on a safari vehicle. And it can be very useful to have one equipped with a 100 to 500 and one equipped with a 70 to 200. So I'm thinking about that. I do have the space in uh, my Pelican to to take that lens. So it may well end up in the bag as well. Uh, It's a little bit of extra weight, but um, I think it might be useful to have with me. So I was very much considering taking that. And then... On top of that, on top of the camera gear, I'm obviously taking a couple of spare batteries, but I'm also going to pack my Sackler tripod. Um, this is the fluid carbon tripod and also my FSB6 fluid head as well, because I need to be able to use the 600 millimeter on a tripod in Barrow um, with a set of waders in the Arctic ponds to get the shots that I want. So I'm packing a set of waders, I'm packing a set of boots for those waders, uh, as well as the tripod with the fluid head. Uh, and camera plates, etc., for the lenses and, and, and cameras. So there's a little bit of gear going with me this time. Um, and then on top of all that, of course, I've got to somehow manage to pack clothing for both Africa, Dubai, and for the Arctic. Now, thankfully, it's the Arctic in summer, so I'm expecting temperatures to be hovering around zero degrees or just above, um, potentially getting up to close to perhaps five to 10 degrees Celsius at the most. And I'm not expecting anything really frigid. So I can leave the very, very big jackets at home. 
which is going to be nice, but do still need a few warm clothes for this trip. And actually, even a few warm clothes for Africa, to be honest, because the mornings can be quite cold uh, if you're out early before the sun comes up on a game drive. Or even if you're out on a game drive after the sun has gone down in Africa, it can get cold, very, or can, it does get cold very, very quickly. So a warm jacket there is going to be a must anyway. So the real challenge is trying to get all of this into the one North Face duffel. Uh, I've started to lay it out. It's going to be, it's going to be close. Um, we'll see how I go, but hopefully I get it all in the one duffel bag. Uh, rather than having to shuffle two bags around. So that's my preference. I don't really want to have to do the two bag thing again. It's just a royal pain. It's just so much easier to fit it all into one bag. Uh, if it gets, if it's just a little bit too much, I may have to swap out the Sackler tripod for the smaller, <coughs> excuse me, for the smaller Gitzo, but hopefully not. Hopefully I can actually get it all in the one bag with the, with the Sackler tripod. I need to actually get onto that. I need to start packing later today, tomorrow because it's going to be, yeah, only a couple of days now until I'm heading back to the airport. So we're very, very close. What I wanted to do at this point was just talk a little bit about the workshop in Africa uh, that I think might be of interest to to, to you listeners out there, for, uh, as you obviously you're listening and probably not coming on that particular trip, uh, unless you happen to be one of the participants. But I think it might be interesting just to talk about it and how it works, because this is one of those workshops that's quite hands-on for me where I do quite a lot of teaching. Um, we break into small groups. So I'm taking uh, just, I think it's 12 participants on this expedition. We'll be breaking into groups of three. Uh, and each one of those groups of three will be doing a different activity. Whether a group of three is going to one of the hides or whether they're going on a game drive, whether they're going on the new um, ground level vehicle uh, or whether they're doing a walk with cheetahs. So we'll be breaking into groups. Um, and then what we'll be doing is we'll be having instruction sessions in the mid mornings about what the afternoon's photography is going to be, what settings and things you need to use if you're in the hide shooting at night, how to be prepared for shooting in the hide at night. Because when it, when it happens, when you're in the hide at night and the wildlife comes, it tends to happen very, very quickly. Some of the images I made when I was there last year of elephants were, um, only able to be made for just a few moments before the elephant walked away. So because the wildlife can come and go very, very quickly, it's important to be prepared. And the only way you can really be prepared is to have proper instruction on what to do, how to set up the cameras, what are the best ISOs, what are the best F-stops, so that when the wildlife does come, you're ready and you can make great photographs. And then of course, it varies from hide to hide as well, because in the bird hides, they require different settings. And the idea here is for everybody to work together in a collective group when we're doing uh, workshop sessions and then break out into the individual groups uh, for our afternoon and morning activities. And then I float between those groups uh, depending on who needs the most help and so whether someone actually even needs help. Sometimes people don't. They're happy to do their own thing. But I'm really excited about this. I'm looking forward to getting underway. Uh, it feels like I have just blinked since I've been back in Australia and it's time to almost be heading back to the airport. But uh, I am very much looking forward to this trip. It's been a year since I was last in uh, this part of South Africa. I will be returning again next year for this uh, ground level masterclass workshop. If you are interested in coming with me next year, just drop me a note and um, an email and um, I will get back to you and with some with some details on, on that trip. Um, and then, as I say, after this trip this year, I'm doing a test trip up to Barrow in Alaska, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. It's quite an interesting route I'm taking to get there. So from Melbourne, I'm going to Dubai and then Dubai directly to Durban in South Africa. But then coming back, I'm going from Durban to Dubai 
and then Dubai to Seattle in the States, and then from Seattle up to Anchorage, and then from Anchorage up to Barrow. So there are a few flights involved, um, and then I'll retrace my steps basically back to Australia. So there's quite a few flights involved, but uh, it's not too bad. It's not going to be like it was trying to get up to Greasefjord in Ellesmere Island uh, earlier this year. What a disaster that was with Canadian North and trying to deal with the Canadian North airline. Hopefully we won't have an experience like that and everyone will make it on time uh, to Durban with all their luggage and camera gear intact. So I think that's it for today. Just a reminder, if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. Uh, There's a link in the show notes on how to do that. Uh, It's very, very much appreciated. I know today with inflation, it's not easy. Everybody's feeling the pinch a little bit. Um, and some people just can't, can't do that, can't throw that kind of support uh, behind, uh, behind a podcast. And I totally understand uh, if that's you. And I just very much still appreciate getting your emails saying enjoying the podcast. That's also very much appreciated. So I think that's it for today. We might wrap it up there. Um, as I said, I've got a lot to do here before I leave for Africa. And I need to start to get into that. So I will try and podcast a little bit while I'm on the road, if I can. I'm certainly going to take my podcasting gear with me. It doesn't take up much space in my bag, but we'll just see how we go for time because uh, obviously once we're actually uh, working on location, it's very difficult to find time to, to do a podcast. But if I, if I can, I certainly will. And I'll certainly try and squeeze one in between uh, Africa and Alaska as well. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. It has been 12th of May, 2023, podcast number 74. Look forward to seeing you in Africa. Take care.